there, but check out my Star Wars shirt on. I see your Star Wars shirt. This one's got, this one's got Kylo Ren and uh, Knights of Ren on it. Should I push the button so you can be ready? Uh, I'm ready. I'm just queuing. Here we go. Welcome to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R KyleDrickinson.us That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H What are you not hearing stuff? dot U-S On the left hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn over there the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R-A-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N. I am Kyle John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. 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 Oh, I was going to say, I got a couple bobbleheads this week. Um, yeah, we got, we got Bot Boy, we got Robot, you got. Yeah, B two E M O. I got that one this week, but I got um quite a few of the main characters from the Obi Wan Kenobi. The uh, you know, they had the two Inquisitors, the the guy, the bald headed guy, and then the guy that had the weird helmet hat helmet thing going on there. Mm -hmm. I got those two, and then um the robot, the Ned robot, the yellow robot that was uh. The really tall robot to help them in the shop or whatever. Yeah. Um, I got that one. And then, uh, yeah. One with uh, young Luke Skywalker. As oh, a, as a boy. Yeah, I got those. They were all uh, marked down pretty good, comparably to what. Oh, come uh, on. Come on. Don't, don't, don't. You, you, no, I got I got uh, one of them for uh, so you went out and what? Slurred. No, yeah. I got one for six six bucks. That's a pretty good price for a bobblehead. Yeah, six bucks for I think at least one or two of them. No, I don't splurge on these because I, I have too many of them to splurge on right now. <laughs> if I was splurging, I'd buy like ten of them at a time. You know. I don't do that. Anyway, so you should found someone that has them and buy them from them. I could, but they probably don't want to get rid of them. Maybe somebody that died, I guess, huh? <laughs> look at the obituaries. Have Star Wars bobbleheads and died yesterday. Oh, I gotta call them up. <laughs> um. No. People that do the storage units do they they peruse the damn obituary. Yeah, but, 
they get lucky most of the time. See, what they show on TV is when they get lucky. They probably go through 100 storage units in that one day. They get lucky on the, the three or four that they show. Um, all right, so today we're reviewing Star Wars Ahsoka uh, Part 3 called Time to Fly. Um, we'll discuss it um, with a detailed recap and then a review and ask for lots of feedback, right? Sure. Right, Scott, right? I'm trying to think of it. I'm, I'm trying to think of the. It's a really short 70, episode. 70 Supers group that sang that song. Yeah. It was something close to that name, wasn't it? Time to fall, yeah. Yeah, R-E-O. I don't know. R-E-O. Was it? Yeah. Was it? All right. Well, look it up. All right, I'll look it up. Why don't you look it up while we're... <laughs> no, I'll look it up I here in a minute. I multitask when I'm on here because I'll mess something up and you'll get mad. Oh, okay. Uh, I won't get that mad, but, uh, so today's director again was Stephen Green. Writer was David Filoni. And it was edited by James D. Wilcox. Music again was by Kevin Kinner. Um, and this cast was fairly short, but it was, it was long enough. Um, and they have, um, the one guy actually listed in the cast this time, so. We have Ahsoka, which is a Rosario Dawson, Sabine Wren, Natasha Bordezio, uh, Harris and Della is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, Balin Skull is Ray Stevens, Morgan Elizabeth is Deanna Lee Instantato, uh, Professor Hanoi is David Tennant. Uh, you know who David Tennant is, right? He played Maybe. on Doctor. He was a doctor on Doctor Who. Was he a doctor? Yeah, he was one of the doctors. Um, and there's a rumor that they're going to have a crossover between Doctor Who and, and uh, one of the Amanda Lorian shows. Don't, don't, <laughs> no, no, uh, no. Center Zenoy, Zeno. Educated show then. Yeah, a little bit maybe. I don't know. Star Wars shit. Senator Zenoyo is played by Nelson Lee. He's the Oriental-looking guy. Uh, Senator Maywood is played by Maurice Irving. I think that was a, a black guy. Um, First Officer Vic Hawkins, played by Nikan Robinson. Senator Re- Ricardo, played by Jacqueline Anterman. Uh, Inquisitor Merrick. So he's got an Inquisitor name. Inquisitor Merrick was played by Paul Darnell. And we saw Jason Sundella, um, uh, Hera's son, in this episode. He was played by Evan Whitenton. And we got a commercial. So let's do And now, a word from our sponsors. Does your bald head take a beating from shaving the sun and all of the things Mother Nature throws your way? Do ladies look at your dry, sunburnt head and cringe? Well, guys, there's a new product out there in the head care market that promises to rock your head. I mean, dome. Looks soft, clean, and touchable, and it's trending number one through social media and on YouTube. Introducing Dome Armor. 
It conditions with moisturizers like coconut oil and shea butter. Protects with sunscreen up to Maybe. SPF 45 and enhances your already sexy dome into an irresistible hands-on experience. Yeah. Keep your head, I mean dome, safe and protected. Get dome armor now. Get your dome. Available in fresh bacon scent. Sure to get the ladies to come running in fine stores like Walmart and Lowe's. Oh, and for those still struggling with minor hair loss, try Grow Gain. This product will refresh, revitalize, and regrow hair on your dome. That's some hair. I think they're making fun of my hair. We were here. And we refuse to sell our product in Target. Yeah, exactly. No Target. No Target. They're too stuck up for us. Uh, again, we're uh, reviewing Ahsoka Part 3, Time to Fly. Um, this episode aired on August 29th. Um, it was only 31 minutes long, and of course it's still in the same timeline of 9 after the Battle of Yavin. So 9 after the Death Star blow up. Boom. The first time. Um, and we see in this episode where they're nervous about it being another... Uh, Another Death Star, that uh, that thing that they see. So, what that means is it's time to grab your favorite beverage, pull up a chair, and join us in the Rebel Alliance briefing room. Right? 10-4. All right. So, we start out today, uh, Sabine's in training. Um, Ahsoka, on Ahsoka's uh, T-6 shuttle. Hanoi and Sabine are training, and they're doing different uh, moves and stuff, you know, so they've got different names. So he's calling out the name of the move, and she's she's executing him with this this uh, hologram thing that he's got on his arms or whatever. Um, flashlights. Yeah, flashlights. Um, and it records, you know, her making the move and stuff, and uh, he's like, oh, it's pretty good. It's, you're pretty good. It's You're not perfect, but you're pretty good, right? So uh, then she starts to to um, parry with um, Ahsoka, right? Mm-hmm, with the with the blackout hood on. Yeah, she with the wooden blades and the blackout hood, and she says, mm-hmm. "Trust your instincts, right? Use your instincts. Don't uh, Luke." <laughs> yeah, and uh, blah, blah, blah. so then. Uh, They're when they're alone, uh, you know, after they've done a little back and forth, and it looks like at the end that she tries to she almost gets it figured out, right? Because she's she's banging yeah. the, the other stick, um, but then she gets frustrated and starts just swinging wildly, wow, 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 falls down on the ground, right? Yep, and moments later, they're sitting at the table, nope, um, nope, 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 what, nope. What? What the council? Oh, that comes. That comes, that comes before later. they sit at the table when she brings her drinks in, and she yeah, pushes the button to bring the table up from the floor of the. You're right. You're right. Right. I skipped a step, spot. So yeah. So they go through all that, trying and uh, you know fighting with the sticks, and you better concentrate, and uh, you know fiercely attacks and falls down. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, 
Pano invites him for another session, and then we switch over to the meeting. Um, General, they got General Harris and Della walks through a corridor to attend a meeting with Chancellor Mon Mothma and several senators to request backup to investigate the cargo transport that escaped the Denise, the, the Neeb system. Um, escaped to the Deneb system. That's where they're going. Um, before entering the conference room, First Officer Vic Hawkins warns her that um, Hamiato Zanoi is the one uh, the senators present to. Is, is the one of the senators that's there. Um, you know, and he's he's pretty negative, I guess. Chancellor Mothma and the senators attend the meeting via hollow projectors. So they're all blue ghost looking people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're around this. I don't know why they pretend that they're around a table or whatever. That's kind of weird, but I liked it better when uh, when uh, what's his name on on the Mandalorian did it, and they were just all standing in a room, you know? Yeah, all the hollow projectors. I like that better. Uh, so Mothma, she asked Moth Mothma um, how uh, her Moth Mothma asks how Jason Sundella is doing, and uh, Hera suggests that her son is playing. Uh, somewhere, um, and uh, Mothma says, probably getting in trouble with Chopper. Um, Senators Zanoi insist that they proceed with the business. No more chitter-chatter. Uh, Sundola explains that her investigations into the attack on the Vesper led her to a, uh, a Santhi shipyard on Corellia where she was attacked by Imperial Loyalists. What? Uh, and they were working with Morgan Elizabeth. Oh, no. Senator wow. Rodrigo vouches for the loyalty of most of the former Imperials working at various levels and sectors of the new Republic government. Of course she does. Uh, Sindola replies that those saying long live the Empire are not the kind of loyalty that they're looking for. So she's a uh, She's saying you guys are crazy. You don't. You're just senators sitting there in a in an office. You have no idea what's going on. Exactly. Um, Mothma says that her understanding was that the loyalists are were arrested and the facility was shut down pending the further investigation. And Sundula confirms this, but believes uh, that it is part of part of a larger operation involving Grand Admiral Thrawn. What? Thrawn's dead. And uh, the Zenoi guy suggests that Sindola is just trying to make a big deal so she can get, uh, you know, basically um, approval to to go hunt him down and and spend lots of uh, money that they don't that the uh, New Republic doesn't have. Yep. Sindula believes that Thrawn is alive and seeks permission for a task force to the, the NAB system to investigate the matter. Zenoi objects to her and suggests that Sundula is conveniently using New Republic forces for her quest to find Ezra Bridger. Uh-oh. He's caught on to her. Sundula responds that Bridger disappeared while fighting Thrawn. Zenoi accuses her of using the convenience of Thrawn to return acquire re, return to requiring resources that could be used for a more practical purpose, such as helping the people of the Republic. 
In response, Sandula asks Zanoi if he ever served in the Galactic War, prompting him to reply no. Sandula asks if Zanoi is waiting for anything like that. Sandula asks if Zanoi is waiting by the fence to see who comes on top. Yeah, if he's just waiting around for opportunist kind of situation. Uh, Senator Maywood reassures Sandula that he and his colleagues are grateful for her and her service and role in the in restoring the public. Maywood says that he and his fellow senators serve the people of the New Republic who want no part in, in further conflict. Sandula responds that Maywood acts like he has no has a choice, prompting Rodrigo to argue that the Imperial remnants and their scattered fleet no longer pose a threat to the New Republic. That's what they think, right? Sandula warns that, that Tron's return will change that situation. And Zenoy yeah. asks her to state her case. What were you going to say? That's what they think. Scattered fleet. Scattered fleet. It's all over the place, right? Yeah. And we already saw that in The Mandalorian, where there's there's quite a, fact, a group of people that are organizing, right? Yeah. It's the same timeline. So, um, so Sindula warns the senators that Thrawn is not their typical imperial officer, stating that he killed friends, including people who were like family to her. Sandula says that she spent most of her life fighting a war and she wants to convince them to help her prevent a new one. Uh, Zanoi says that Thrawn and Bridger died during the liberation of Lothal. Sandula st starts to get angry, but Mothma tells Sandula to give her a moment to speak with the other senators. Uh, Sandula, Hawkins, and a Mon Calamari officer exit the conference room and are joined by Jason and Chopper. Jason asks his mother if it is true that Aunt Sabine is going to be a Jedi. When Sindula asks where he heard that, Jason says Chopper told him. Chopper grunts and beeps and bops, and Jason tells his mother that he wants to be a Jedi, and Sindula touches his shoulder and reassures him that she knows. I know, son. I know. It's it's one of those. Yeah, you, I know you want to be a doctor. I know. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. So then we're we're back on the Tano ship. Uh, Tano compliments Ren uh, for being a fast learner in the sparring class. Ren says mm -hmm. that she cannot handle weapons, but she can handle the weapons, but struggles with the rest of it. Yeah. When Rin asks if Tano could expedite the training due to the situation. Right? Yeah. Tano, rep Tano replies that it does not work like that. Uh, it doesn't just you can't just speed it up, it just happens when it wants to happen, yeah. basically. Yeah, get in touch with the universe. Gotta gotta get in touch with your inner inner self, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh Rin admits that she cannot feel the force in the same way that as Tano. Tano responds that the force resides in all living things, including Rin. When Rin asks why not all people can use it, Tano replies that talent is a factor and that training and focus are what define success. Tano says that not everyone has the, the discipline needed 
to master the Force. Tano places her cup on the table and advises Rin to start small. Rin prompts, promises to do her best. And when she does that, you know, Tano goes, whoosh, and the cup yeah. comes to her hand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see, uh, for a second there, Rin is looking at her cup, right? Yep. And trying to make it work. Um, she, and she, opens one eye, she opens one eye and leaves one eye shut. <laughs> yeah, trying to see if it's moving. It's Rin, not moving, Rin, damn it. Rin, Rin, and then uh, back in the cockpit, uh, Hanoi tells Tano that, sh- that he has not heard from Sandula about reinforcements from the New Republic. When Hanoi asks about Rin's progress, Tano says that Rin is frustrated and still f- needs and still finds it challenging. Uh, Hanoi points out that both of them knew it would not be easy. When Tano raises the matter of Hanoi saying that Rin has little potential, the droid counters that he only spoke the truth. He says that the Jedi Order would not have accepted her and defends the Jedi standards. He doesn't. He's a droid. He doesn't realize that he, you know, upset her, made her mad. Uh, Hanoi points out that few Mandalorians have become Jedi. Tano uh, counters that she does not uh, need Rin to be a Jedi. She needs her to be herself. Hanoi remarks that Tano comes from a long line of non-traditional Jedi, and that she will fit right in. Meanwhile, in the lounge, Rin is still reflecting on Tano's word that the Force is living things and attempts to use the Force to summon the cup. Ah, give me the cup. Give me the cup. Tano yeah, speaks no. over the over the intercom and tells Rin that she has received word from Sundola. And uh, that's when Rin says, uh, you haven't won yet. You've won this round, but you haven't won the whole thing yet. And then she walk, runs off. Uh, Rin enters the cockpit and joins the hull conference with General Sandula. Sandula regrets that neither she nor the new public defense fleet will be able to join them at Siestos, which is where they're going in the Danab system. Uh, Sandula explains that the Senate committee refuses to approve their mission. Before Sandula can explain, the transmission is cut off. Oh, no. What happened? Hanoi informs the others that they have entered the NAB system where all comm transmissions are being jammed. What? What? How can that be? At Sandula's... Exactly. What happened to my cell phone? I better get a new T-Mobile contract. Oh, they better, they better give me some free minutes, right? Yeah, okay. Sindula's prompting Hanoi takes a ship out of hyperspace at a significant distance from the planet, per yeah. Jedi, Jedi mission protocol, for approaching an unknown situation. When Rin asks, why are we so far away? And Sindula says, well, it's his programming. He, he, has, he just does what he... It's programming. I can't change his programming. Come on. And not too long after they come out, um, they detect three ships, right? Three or four ships? Is it three? Yeah. It's three. Uh, Hanoi reports uh, that the runaway transport is orbiting the other side of the Seattle's. However, a second object that is an unknown signature is also there. 
as the uh, proximity alarm goes off, six starfighters, including Shin Hato and uh, Inquisitor Marik, Mar- Maruk, uh, converge on Tano's ship. While Hanoi identifies the host- hostilities, uh, Sandilla tells Rin to man the tailship gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go, go back in Get back in the button. Wiggle around a little bit. Uh, Hadi sends Starfighters 2 and 3 to Shadow Tano's ship as the Starfighters uh, fire back and forth uh, with, uh, you know, Rin shooting There's green lasers going pew, 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 and red ones going pew, 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 pew. Rin tells Tano over the intercom to hold the ship steady. And Tano tells Rin to learn learn how to anticipate their actions. And Rin says, hey, this is no time for a lesson. We're fighting for our lives here. Know where they're going to be before they're going to be there. Exactly. Rin fires back, but the enemy starfighters prove too nimble for her. Tano asks... Uh, Hanoi about the object, but he offers some theories. Tano replies that this is not the time, uh, and Hatsu pursues Tano's shuttle. Tano asks Rin what what she needs. What do you need for me to make you successful? Right? Mm-hmm. Rin yep. tells her to move on her signal, and the two coordinate the next move. Working together, Tano takes the ship into a dive and a wedge between the two enemy squadrons. When Rin manages to shoot one of the enemy's starfighters, woohoo! I got one! I got it! In response, Hadi tells two six to fly with her. The remaining enemy fighters enter into a formation, working together. Rin manages to shoot down two more. Boom, boom! And Hanoi manages to gain sight of the unidentified object. He says, it's it's out. I see it. It's out there. It's something round. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, he identifies it and he believes it to be a hyperspace ring. Tano says she would like to investigate and flies towards the ring. Uh, Hatsi informs Morgan Elizabeth that the intruders are approaching Approaching the Eye of Scion, which is what they call that ring. Elizabeth is disappointed with Hati for letting the intruders get so far, but vows to deal with them. She tells her um, robots and stuff to get the uh, cannon guns ready, laser cannons ready. And they, they, they uh, starfighters veer off, and uh, the droids prepare the lasers. Meanwhile, Hadi tells Morik to form up on her wing and wait for his signal. As the fighters break off, Hanoi tells Sandula to keep the ship steady while he attempts to run his scan on the Eye of Scion. When the navigator droid informs Elizabeth the turbo lasers are ready, she orders them to shoot right away. Shoot them. Shoo, shoo. Tano's oh. ship dodges the fire. Rin enters the cockpit and Tano mans the deflector shields while Hanoi conducts his scan of the hyperspace ring. Despite the intense enemy bombardment, Hanoi tells Tano to fly the ship closer and closer 
and closer. Ren keeps warning about the deflectors going down further, 10%, 5%. Hanoi oh, no. com completes the scan just as the ship is hit. Boom! The ship and Hanoi lose power. Dun, dun, dun. Ah, Ren, we're Ren is worried about Hanoi, but Tano tells her to focus on the ship. We might die too. You know, get some get the ship working so we don't die. Meanwhile, Hati confirms that Tano's ship has lost power, and Elizabeth tells and tells Elizabeth that her remaining starfighters will take over the situation. Ren informs Tano that their backup systems are working, but their hyperdrive and cannons are inoperable. Uh-oh. Ren also warns Tano about incoming starfighters. While Ren works on restoring the system, Tano says she's going outside the starship. You're going, you're doing what? Outside? What are you doing? What? And okay. Bye. she exits the starship in her spacesuit with her lightsabers. Uh, Morik and Hati spot her on the wing of her shuttle and start shooting at her. Rin dodges the enemy fire during the first round while Rin works on restoring the systems. Um, that's supposed to be Tano dodges them. Hati and her squadron mates return for a second run. Tano uses one of her lightsabers to slice through a fourth starfighter, causing it to explode in space. Tano is swept out into space and asks Rin when she has finished uh, restoring the ship. Rin manages to restore the ship's systems and uses the shuttle's wing to pick up Tano. She's got those gravity boots, so she moves the wing so the gravity boots activate. Uh, Tano flees inside the ship before Hati can shoot her, and Rin takes the ship into the planet's atmosphere with Hati and, and Maruk in pursuit. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, she barely escapes. Uh, Rin and Tano lead their pursuers through the stormy clouds of Sietos. They encounter a pod of pergola and fly around the massive space whales. Hati and Maruk continue their pursuit of Tano's ship. Tano and Rin use the massive beasts uh, and their tentacles to make it harder for the pursuers to catch them. They're just weaving in and out of them. Zoom, 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 zoom. They're like, they're like hauling ass. Yeah, exactly. And the whales are watching them through their, their big eyes on the side of their head. After losing their pursuers, Tano and Rin take their ship below the clouds towards the sea. Uh, Hanoi reboots due to his backup systems and asks what he missed. Tano tells Rin to tell him they almost died several times. Yeah. Uh, Tano and Rin fly the ship over the Red Forest and decide to land in the clearing so they can do some repairs. Uh, per Jedi protocol, Rin shuts down the ship and Hanoi, despite his protest, they shut him down too. They then wait their enemy starfighters as they fly overhead. Hadi asks Shin if there is any sign of the enemy. 
Maruk says he does not see them. Cloudy thinks that their enemy is hiding in the forest and decides they should regroup. When the enemy passes, Tano switches Hanoi back on. And, and Tano asks Rin uh, if she is all right. And of course, Hanoi says, thank you for turning me back on. Uh, Rin explains she has, hasn't seen Pergola since the day that Bridger disappeared. Ezra Bridger disappeared. Hanoi tells Tano and Rin that the enemy structures are still, the enemy structure is still under construction. He explains that there are six hyperdrives in place, with the final one being installed. Rin concludes that the structure is a hyperspace ring. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta remember, you know, we see those big star destroyers, and they like have four drives. Some of them have, I've seen, I've seen five on some of them. I don't know, maybe that big, huge one that Kylo Ren had had more than five. But anyway, that, that that's a lot of big drives, right? Yeah. But huge drives. Yeah. When Ren concludes that the structure is a hyperspace ring, Hanori remarks that he has never seen a ring being built on this scale before. Based on the ship's engines and configuration, he estimates that it could be capable of hyperspace jumping of astonishing speeds and distance. When Tano asks, the galaxy. Yeah, when Tano asks if a ring like that could travel to another galaxy, and always says that it could work, theoretically, if one knows the exact coordinates of navigation. He recalls in the Jedi Archives spoke of intergalactic hyperspace lanes between galaxies, which used to be followed by the migrating paths of the pergola. Pergol. Whatever you want to call them. The whale. Yeah. And then we when we see um, uh, Balin's skull on the ground, and it looks like he's in that same temple where they looked at the star chart thing or whatever. Yeah. He, he assembles a tack force of uh, HK-87 assassin droids and scout guards. He orders them to hunt down the Jedi who have taken refuge in the forest. And then we kind of focus on him for a second. He's, you know, kind of like, you know, I, I don't know about this. I, I, I don't feel good about this kind of thing, right? Yeah. And that's when we see the credits roll. And the star maps and blah, 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 and all that. So what'd you think? Good episode? Well, Short episode? Seemed like a lot of action in it once we got past the uh, training stuff, right? Action, yeah. But, you know. We didn't get very far. <laughs> no, we didn't. I don't even know how, how many episodes. How many episodes? Eight. And we've this this is the third one, so we got five to go. So, so yeah, I mean... I mean and, We've, we're, we've, we've obviously got a big battle with this. Possibly. Possibly. I think they've, they've got serious talk about season two, but I don't, you know, nothing's official yet. Um, we do know that because of what's happened in this episode, there's going to be a big battle in the next one, right? Uh, mm -hmm. All those guards and droids and stuff go out. Big battle against two one Jedi and one Padawan. I mean, 
Yeah. We're probably going to see... Probably, yeah, we'll probably see some big, huge uh, revelation by Rin, you know? Um, she's like, oh my gosh, I've got the force in my head. I feel it. Ah. Then, then we, right at this exact moment when uh, all the uh, assassin droids come Mm-hmm. Attack, right? Mm-hmm. She just, she just, she just goes, ah! and throws them away. Ah! Exactly. <laughs> and then oh, we realize yeah. that she actually kicked him instead. <laughs> no. Yeah, she uses the force and they all go flying to the ground. That'd be pretty funny, wouldn't it? It's kind of like um, you see all the time people come into a situation where they're, where they're, you know, you hear about the the lady, the mother who lifts the car up to get her kid out of the underneath the car, yes, unhuman strength or whatever. That's what's super probably going to happen. There's going to be a there's going to be a scene where she has to do something super absurd, you know, to to escape, and uh, she uses the force. And, and and what's her name? The show's name, she's gonna go like, "What the hell happened?" Exactly. Well, I don't know. We could we could also see next episode could be a, a flashback episode too. No, forward, move forward. Well, they're supposed to have uh, Always move Anakin's supposed to be in the show, and he's wow. he, he's dead at this time, so it has to be a flashback. Annie, little Annie. Yeah, he's supposed to be teaching Ahsoka, you know, so she, uh, mm-hmm. so she, uh, is motivated to do what she's doing or something. How long was Darth Vader around? Well, no, he he dies at the. He dies before the death. No, he dies at Empire Strikes Back, right? Mm-hmm. No. Return of the Jedi, because he's still alive on Return of the Jedi. So it's probably uh, like um, after the after, uh, let's say um, the Revenge of the Sith movie, he's probably alive for more, maybe 15, 20 more years. Maybe. Maybe a little less. Okay. And we're nine, we're nine years after the Death Star first Death Star blew up. Okay. I mean, we haven't got we haven't got to the second one, which is an Empire Strikes. Empire Strikes Back is the second Death Star blows up, right? No. Return of the Jedi is because there's the moon and stuff is the indoor moon where the yeah. Death Star is. Okay, so that's the second Death Star. Um. And sometime later, or in between, we get the the planet, star killer, planet based thing. Anyway, so he's around. He he's around somewhere. Um, okay. he's probably not. You know, looking for Ahsoka. He's probably looking for Obi Wan Kenobi or something. You know. Okay. I don't know. He could show up. Uh, as Darth Vader, I guess. But uh, some of the previews that I've seen online uh, have him as doing a vo- voiceover, you know, um, yeah. telling her the the Jedi stuff. You know, the Jedi 
teachings and whatever. And she's, uh, you know, pulling from those to do whatever she's doing kind of thing. Anyway, so there's that. So uh, what do we do here? We need some of this, right? Yeah, so we need lots of feedback. Um, I didn't pull any feedback this week like I did last week. Um, but uh, a lot of people are torn with this um, episode, um, you know, because they're still stuck on the idea that, uh, you know, how did Ren survive in the first place? <laughs> She's supposed to be dead. She got killed with a lightsaber. Yeah, um, I went through her. So a lot of the, a lot of the, I didn't see no back to tank. No, we didn't, did we? No, just uh, just a, a doctor droid or something like that, right? It's a band aid. Yeah, <laughs> we did see a band aid too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but like I said, I mean, they referenced it in this episode where she, she says, "Yeah, I know it. I know what that feels like," and she's just touching her, her sore or whatever. But uh, we we can only assume that she didn't get hit by any any organs got hit, so that's why she's still alive. I guess I don't know. They were really close to a hospital. Maybe that's it, you know. Atano says, I need a medic. I need a medic now. And they showed up right away. I don't know. Anyway, so our email address is feedback at kylejohansson.us. Um, if you really want to, you can attach a video and we can play a video of you giving feedback uh, on our podcast. Um. We have a form you can fill out on our bonus website. Point, bonus points for if you're in a bikini, female. Oh my goodness! Oh. <laughs> you better watch out what you're asking for. <laughs> uh, yeah, on on the left hand side of the website is a link for feedback, and it's just a form you fill out, and you can put it in there, and it sends it off to us. Uh, we are on Twitter at super underscore duper underscore pod. We're on Blue Sky, which seems to be bringing us some new traffic. Uh, we're there at Rebel Alliance Briefing Room, um, all one word. And, of course, YouTube, when you watch the videos and stuff, there's a section to make uh, put in your comments there. So feel free to comment on all that. Tell us that we've got the timeline wrong. Tell us that uh, Darth Vader is already dead. Whatever you got to do, tell us that... Uh, you know, hey, Scott needs some Grecian formula in that beard there. He's it's getting a little white. Tell us whatever you got to tell us. Because look, mine's getting a little white too over here. I don't know if it's white. I don't either, really. I don't really care if mine's white either. I, it drives my wife crazy though. She makes she doesn't like to see that I got white hair. You can see it over here on my head too. A little bit. Anyway. Tell us all about that and, you know, how much uh, dome armor we need to be using, all that good stuff. Tell us all of your feedback, right? Yes, sir. Anything else you got to say about the episode, Scott? It was just, it was just too short. It really was. I, I was surprised when it ended. 
I was surprised when it ended. Yeah. I was ex- I was expecting um you know them to go out into the forest and start fighting right away. <laughs> like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. At least start the fight or something. Exactly. Um and it ended they, we focused on him and was like, "Oh crap, it's going to end this way." Yeah, I didn't like it. That's crazy. But it was too short, but it also, you know, I guess it's leading to a path that we want to go down. Yeah, I think uh, it's leading to a path where a couple more episodes are going to be longer because there's lots of action in them. Let me see here if I can see anything. Yeah, there's no name for part four yet. It doesn't say, it doesn't even say how long it is. Um, it just wow. says September 6th. So, Ooh. oh, and it's going to be, it's going to be directed by a different person. Peter Ramsey is going to direct it. Still written Ooh. by David Filoni, but Peter Ramsey's directing it. And then number five. What do we got for number five? Doesn't tell us hardly anything on day at number five. Oh, number five, uh, Dave Floney directs and writes it. So that could be the big episode right there. Wow. When he does both of them, it's usually pretty, uh, pretty intense, you know? Yeah. So there's eight episodes, like I said, uh, and I'm hoping that the writer's strike hasn't affected anything else because, um, Ahsoka has been done for a while. And I think the Skeleton Crew show has been done, too, before the strike. So I'm hoping that we get that after Ahsoka. Um, And I think there's supposed to be a Tales of the Jedi, too. You know, it's just animated little shorts or whatever. Um, There's supposed to be one of those coming out, too, this this spring or this uh, winter. And then I think next year, at the beginning of the year, uh, Rangers of the New Republic. Ah, uh, maybe. maybe it's either it's it's either a show or they're going to make it a movie. I, they have I don't think they've decided. But the Rangers of the New Republic was supposed to be the one that uh, you know what's her name was in Cara Dune. Yeah, um, she was supposed to have her own show, and and she said some some weird stuff on Twitter and they fired her. <laughs> she did. She said something about, uh, um, it was right before the, the, the attack on the Capitol. She said something about s- stuff like that, you know, Democrats and whatever. She said something weird like that and they fired her. Oh, well, yeah, guess you can't have your own view in this country anymore. She was pretty hot too. Not that these other two—I mean, holy crap—the the Ren and uh, Cindula, man, they got some tight tight butts on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yabba 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 do. That's right. I still can't get over uh, Cindula's eyes. They're they're too green. Too green? Yeah, I'm looking at it and I'm like, what the hell? I thought they were blue. Yeah, blue or green, whatever it is. It's just, blue. It's just, it's just yeah. 
it's like the eyeballs are floating in space outside yeah, of her head because they're so bright. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, I guess I'll wrap this up. Short uh, podcast along with a short episode, right? Hey, Rick. Where are you at? Yeah. Where's Rick, Rick at? Rick. Hey. We need to, we need everybody out there to find Rick. Yeah. Tell him that uh, he's he's done send, with starting up school. Yeah. Send feedback. Find Rick. Yeah. Hashtag where's Rick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Thank you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. Over there. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R Johansson.us. That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot Down there, Scott. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn there. how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R-A-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. Both of us. I am Kyle Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say goodbye now. Bye bye. Good boy, yo. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Um, Click this button.